cool. This All right. Technology. Look at that yeah, technology. technology. The technology of today, Siege, is 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 medicinal. Honestly, like I don't think I'd be. People are always like, oh, "I was born in the wrong century." Not me. No, we're not me. We're here. We're Honestly, here. I want to be born in the future. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's easy now to make movies, but imagine yeah. how much easier it's gonna get. Oh yeah. But then everybody's going to be doing it. Well, See, we can tell our grandkids, you know, you kids have it so easy. We are doing the, you know, you know, you know, you kids have those, have those phones with the, their uh, 12K cameras. <laughs> you know, we used to have, we used to shoot on camcorders. Do you know what a camcorder is? Do you know what a camcorder is, is? Do you realize how hard it was? We had to use Google. We had to type in things and search them. Do you know what a lens is? Them. Do you know what a lens is? No, it's all built in It's all now, built huh? in now, you kids. <laughs> we used to have to take individual pictures and tape and them together. That's right. That's how we made movies. That's how we made our movies. Yeah. We didn't Just complain. Hold, stand really still. <laughs> And then move a little bit. And then move. And then, yeah. yeah. Did you ever once hear us complaining? It's not like we made two whole podcast seasons on complaining. So much, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Should we roll the thing? Whoa! Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't say welcome. Yeah, we get to roll the intro card. <laughs> okay, okay. Brandon Friesen, take yeah, us away. Go for it. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be the owner of a small, unsuccessful YouTube channel? No? Oh, um... I don't really know what to tell you. From Cole James Anderson and Jack Unruh, recorded in the vast rolling prairies of South Dakota, this is Small Small YouTube Channels Talk. Welcome back to the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast. Hey, Episode 10. Let's episode go. Episode 10. Let's go. That, so this is the halfway point of the season? Yes, halfway point of the season. Well, I don't know if the season's going to be 20 episodes. Well, it was the last season wasn't even 20 episodes. Yeah, we're just winging it. It was supposed go. to be 20 episodes, but we stopped at 18. Yeah, why? It was because of the, the you know, the uh, thing. Something happened. Uh, I'm no sure. one knows, honestly. You know, if you want to know, just listen to. Just listen. Like the first episode of our podcast, we'll probably talk about of this season. Yeah. We'll probably talk about it. Yeah. 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 I can't personally remember. If you're a true fan, you'll remember, even though the two hosts don't even remember. <laughs> That's right. If you're a true fan, tell me, actually, if you're a true fan. Yes. Hey, right. if you're a true fan, you should. How can they contact us? Well, you can do a voice message on anchor.fm forward slash SSYTCT. You can submit a voice memo, oh. like something for us to respond to. We've done like one before, once. Yeah, we should we should have somebody do that. So if you're listening on anchor.fm or if you're listening and you want to go to anchor.fm, do it, send us a voiceover. That's right. So we can shout you out. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll answer any questions. Uh, tell us how much better you are than us. Yeah, you can hate on us because we hate you. It's all tolerated. Yeah. Um, free speech. It's free speech. Every single voice message we get, we will uh, roll. Yep. No matter how profane. Yep, we don't care. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome back to the podcast. How's your week been? You know what? It's actually been a very good week. That's good. It has. That's good. You know? Yeah. How about you? Uh, uneventful. Uneventful. Not not bad. Uneventful. Not bad. Uneventful. Yeah. You know, so out of like zero being the worst week ever, one hundred being the best week of your life, you're probably at like a fifty. It's probably below fifty. Oh really? But it's not below fifty because bad stuff is happening. It just feels like it's below fifty because well, so fifty is totally average. Like nothing totally, special happens. Yeah, totally but, average. But you want something else to happen, so it's but a little this below is like, that. It's like unforgettable. 
Like I'm probably gonna forget the stuff that I've been doing lately. Oh yeah. So that brings it down. The yeah. value of the week has decreased yeah. because of that. I'm trying, and I'm like, I like actively through the week that like my, I can't remember what I did on Monday. Honestly, neither can I. Yeah, I, yeah, I it, don't. These weeks are kind of blurring together. That's, you know, it's February. We said a couple podcasts ago. We're like, 2021 is going to be different. I can feel it. We yeah, were wrong. Here we are. We were wrong. Here we well, are. No, the weeks are about, still blurring together. Yeah, guys, you got to remember, we live in South Dakota. Okay, so February is vicious. Last year, well, yeah, last yeah. year is January, but we. Oh had, my goodness! There's always it's like, even vicious for Texas this year. Yeah, no kidding. There's That's crazy. Holes, every county in Texas has been shut down and well, not shut down, but got a winter warning or whatever. Infected in some way. Yeah. Um, but we always get this two week span of just killer cold. And we're yep. honestly on the uprising now. Finally. I feel like next podcast. It, was like, it, it felt like negative 40 oh, some of those days. You I've, couldn't go outside for more than three minutes. I bet next podcast we'll have a whole other tone because we'll just be, you know, it'll be warmer. Yeah. We're out of the worst yeah. of it now. Thank goodness. I'm just excited for it to be above freezing. That's mm. going to be nice. Finally, it'll kind of be tolerable for filming. Yeah. Like freezing yeah. is like yeah. as like like as, if you have gloves and it's freezing, then you're fine. If there's wind, it always makes it work. And it worse, really depends but, on yeah. how many people you're shooting with, too, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like when we shot um Santa's last gift Exactly. Do you remember that? How exactly. absolutely cold that was? Yeah. Oh, that was ridiculous. I thought we were gonna die. And we also had we didn't we shoot that on the little point and shoot too? Little, that wasn't even shot. Yeah, on, no, that wasn't even our uh, Sony's yet. That's right. That's we were crazy. just out at a construction site. Yep. And it was freezing. <laughs> it was freezing, and it was a weekend, so nobody was there. Yep. If it was a weekday, we would have gotten trouble. Yeah. And now that's probably all built over now because our town is expanding. Yep. Slowly. <laughs> Slowly. Always has been. Always has been. Always has been. <laughs> yep. So There's a lot of awkward pauses in the in the podcast today. I'm trying to fill in the sound. Hey, hey, here's a question. Here's a question. Uh, Are we just <laughs> thinking of things on the fly here? Yeah, go. like honestly, we should like come to uh, uh, like each podcast. With... I have a topic for you, Siege. Okay, sure. All sure. right, all right. So when you're in conversation, okay. with an average person, okay, okay, um. What's your, like, do you have, like, a progression of topics? Like, say there's somebody you just met. Do you have, like, a progression of topics that you usually go through when you're trying to make conversation? Sure. Uh, if I'm trying to get to know the person, I'll usually be like, oh, you know, hi. You know, kind of, like, establish, first establish the location, you know. Oh, yeah. the weather's a good one. Or if you're in, like, a restaurant or, like, a bar i've never been in a bar but just as an example maybe bring up that in some sort of way and then i try to ask personal questions and then usually it's a lot easier to yeah and i'm sure you know this it's a lot easier to have a conversation with things that uh you and the other person know about try to find some common ground so, c common ground and you can find common ground almost any way oh, yeah. you want to talk about beverages you could talk about soda, water, milk. Yeah. You could talk about it. Boom, you get into food. You go into this. You go into that. Yeah. Entertainment. Like, honestly, you could go it, everywhere. Yeah. And and that's kind of, I do a similar thing, you know? I mean, first you establish where where are we at, right? How What's the context of this person? Like, when I was working at Great Shots, oh, we're at golf place. You like golf. Ha ha. Right. Usually, I also work my way into food because food is such a deep food, everybody, topic. Everybody, like understands food differently yeah and you and me have known each other for how many years now and we can still have an hour-long conversation <laughs> on food we will literally yeah we could and we have had we, we did a, multiple podcasts yeah. on it 
I, I, we've even gone out for food with like friends and we'll just sit and oh. talk about food the whole time. Well, see, here's the beauty of food is that it, it really brings people together because every, it's something that everybody shares. Everybody needs. Everybody needs. And, and something it's, we can all like kind of bond on. We can bond. We, we feast. We break bread together. Exactly. It's a group I, I li- thing. I love eating together with like yeah. groups of people. It's a group thing. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's sociable. Exactly. I noticed with myself, I like, I can't eat like food like by myself like just like alone sitting doing nothing like mm. if i'm in an, in an empty room just a table and just food i'm just gonna sit there and i'm gonna poke at that plate of food i'm not mm. gonna be able to do anything yeah if i'm wa- if i'm by myself and i'm eating food usually i'm like watching youtube have to watch or a YouTube. movie you have to yeah, watch youtube something otherwise it feels like a waste of time exactly, you're just like trying yeah. to get it done so you can move I on to the put next on thing a three hour film for 15 minutes of eating <laughs> like yes, like yeah. straight up like you have to though. yeah and every single time it's like it's like when we host those uh those like uh like movie nights you know yep. we like get friends together yeah we literally eat for maybe the first 15 minutes and then everybody like gets sucked into the film then you're in the film yeah but see it's the beauty of of, of food you know and so that is so it starts off you, you like each uh as long as you pick something that you like you know you can kind of already uh, attach something positive to something that you you never seen before like a movie like it's kind of hard for me to watch new movies by myself mm. like i always like watching movies that i haven't seen with other people because yeah. then i can kind of like gauge stuff yeah um but like when you when you eat before then you kind of like okay i'm settling myself into settling this film in. eating something that i enjoy yes it's gonna be a good experience that's why like when you're at a movie theater and you start off with the snacks, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun because at first you're focused on the food and less focused on the movie and then it kind of switches. And then by the time your food's gone, you're invested in the movie. So you're not that sad that the snacks are gone. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. It just yeah. works. It, it's honestly, it's kind of genius. Aren't you, don't you want movie theaters to go back to normal? I wish. Uh, don't you I, miss I kinda, that experience? I, 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 there's a lot of things I want about movie theaters to change. First, obviously, they have to come back. Yeah, yeah. But, that's the first step. <laughs> but if the food could be a little bit less expensive, yep, I would yep. prefer that. Also, if there was a way for us to being like, bring like actual like full meals into the theater, interesting. I would pay good money for like like you know you sit down like right and before the theater starts like a server comes around and like gets oh, everyone's order That'd be yeah. cool interesting That'd be an inter- like i've always thought that like if i if like we you know we, we get big and yeah. we have the money oh we're gonna make we, our own theater exactly for sure. yeah like, like at least one just yeah. to just to try it but i have a feeling that if we did it would become like a franchise it'd become a thing yeah well, see, here's the thing is like, I, I agree with you on like the food stuff, like the prices. Cause like, I don't want to mm-hmm. feel like a drug mule every time I bring them out. $9 for popcorn. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's ridiculous. And I get it. Like they need to make money too, but let's be honest. There's a gas station across the street. Yeah. You know? Not 90% of us are like sneaking in food yeah. with us anyways. Yeah. What do you think actually happens? I don't think anybody's ever been caught once in the history of movie theaters. No, bringing I'm in sure people have been caught, but that's when like it gets ridiculous. You know, like, yeah. like someone gets caught like bringing in like a full cooked chicken or something, like yeah, something yeah. stupid. Yeah, no one ever catches you know like snacks. soft drinks and snacks well, and stuff like that. I just came up with an idea. What for like a short or like a movie or something? Let's go. So okay, I first of all, I uh, what's the word called? For when you want to copyright something, uh, you're claiming this. I'm you're claiming, claiming this, this idea. idea okay? okay, 
Okay. So nobody can steal this idea. All right. All right. So we're establishing that this is Jack's this uh, is mine. idea. Mine. We're making it right now. Yes. If, if yeah, okay. All <laughs> okay. right, go for it. <laughs> so it's about like this 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 movie theater, right? Okay. And the movie theater is like hardcore. Like they're serious. Like it is like it is a professional movie theater. You exactly. Know? Exactly. Okay, and the the workers there are they are there to do their job. Okay. 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 And we have this group of hardcore movie watchers. Like they will only watch the movies in the best of the best theaters, but this is the best of the best theater. Okay. 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 So they love this theater and they love watching movies and they're dead serious about it. Okay. But they will not watch movies without snacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this theater cracks down on outside snacks, Ooh. but their prices are way too hard. So it's like, they're like trying to sneak it in, you know. They're it's like, to like a spy movie. It's or like something. a spy movie. Yeah, they're like patting people down <laughs> at the front. They're like, "What's this? It's a pack of jelly beans, huh?" And he's like, "I, I don't know how they got there." Uh, I'm sure you don't. That, pal. That's not mine. <laughs> that's no, not mine. I don't, yeah, I don't know how they got there. You're doing some hard time. They got like a room in the back to keep people. It's like really, it's like really tense. Like someone, they like get through. They're like, "Did you actually get through with anything?" Yeah. Got a Twizzler stuck up my butt. <laughs> Time to enjoy the prison them. wallet. <laughs> prison pocket. It's okay, guys. Baby. It was in a Ziploc bag. It'll <laughs> be it'll be okay to eat. I promise. Oh no, the Ziploc uh, baggie was open. Was, Not shit. <laughs> I don't like black licorice. No, this is red. Wait, oh. this was red when I. <laughs> this was red. Uh, shit. <laughs> We're doing that it. Natural? Siege. That's <laughs> our next short. Is okay. There, that would be a that would be a funny short. Let's do it. Let's I do mean, it. the theaters are closed. They let us film in there anyways. Are you? Do you think they would? Well, we're in tight with the West Mall people. We could we could shoot a shoot a short at a West Mall. That'd be fun. That'd be that would be fun. Let's do it. Up the production. That'd be cool. Actually, shooting in a theater. In too. a theater for you know. That'd be cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, yeah. we'll write it. We'll just do it. Well, let's hope that we can get into West Mall Seven too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To begin with, yeah, right, right. Have I, mean, location. I mean, we 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 shot a film there. Maybe they'll let us. I mean, or we showed a film. Maybe they'll let us shoot a film. Yeah, I mean, it'd uh-huh. be promote them. Exactly. You know. Yeah, throw it in some festivals. You know. Speaking of which, mm. Timely has been selected for a festival. Timely, let's talk Timely. We're also waiting on eighteen submission. We submitted to eighteen. 18. Well, technically, we submitted to twenty. We've been selected for one, and we were not selected for another. But uh. we're still he- waiting to hear back on eighteen. So, um. For you guys' reference, in our time, Timely was dropped about a week ago now. About a week ago. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And 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 thoughts. Should we talk about it? Let's talk about Let's it. Let's talk Timely. So I know everything wrong with it already. If you have anything to say, I'm just going to say I know. Really? ADR, I couldn't get to match. I know. You know. Some of the visual effects, I know. Some only... of the sound, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, okay, so here's the thing. Are are we doing like a a timely review, like a critique session? Sure, yeah, yeah. And you know what? Let's we'll come, we'll 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 kind of like glance over. It. I kind of want to do. I'll talk about it more with Ron because Ron mm. was you know yeah. integral on set to the film yeah. too. So I say right now, let's just kind of like let's touch on it. A what glaze. Were your, uh, yeah, a glaze. A Initial glazing. thoughts of the film. First of all, the soundtrack was incredible. Absolutely. Okay. I told you, Come dude. On. I told Come you. On. We're bringing him back. Yeah. We're bringing him back. The, he did so well. We have to. The title card and everything. Thank you. That I you worked did. I worked hard on that title. Oh. I went through like it like nine different versions yeah. to get to that. No, version. it was awesome. Yeah. Third of all, the concept. 
Come on. Come also, on. also, like all the problems that I have with the film are completely technical. I wish I would have mm. spent more time on it. I wish it was longer. But like, I think that the story in the like the set of events that everything happens i think that that was done perfectly yeah. i wouldn't change anything about how it was written no i agree i agree the the here's what i would say about it so overall concept everything about it is great what i would say is it would do well for the film like you said to extend it a little bit yeah yeah um one thing i don't know is did you try to like pack everything like into like fit with the soundtrack exactly so no actually he built the soundtrack after you around my edit. around the editing yeah. okay the one th- okay so first of all film is awesome the i when you watch it for you have to watch it a couple times you too. have to watch you know it mean? yeah it's yeah. a it's a multiple watch thing exactly because yeah. it moves quick and you a lot gotta, of things are like that so, yeah. yeah and which is which make rewatch values key perfect you yeah. know yeah exactly and so um I'd say that some parts are just a little quick moving. I and and like I said, I agree with you. It's it's too fast. It's too fast. I wish I would have spent more time on it. I wish, um, you know, we could have had a little bit of more help on set. Um, I wish we didn't have the constraints that we did mm. with, like, you know, we had to deal with weather and stuff on the first day. Um, and then reshoots weren't great and we had to do it. Like there was just so many issues that Lots we ran into. Lots of obstacles, into. but for all of that. For and I'm what, not trying to like make excuses. No, no. For but, what we had to deal completely with, the I end product was. I, I, and I had to like step up. I had to stop working on it and just be like, this is it. Because no film is ever finished. Yeah, You know what? A uh, film is never done. You just have to stop editing. That's that's true. It's quite literally how honestly every art is like like you kind of just have to stop working on it yeah and then just it's not really finished you just gotta stop working on it yeah that's bit that's do it. you think that because yeah because you're you're always going to be changing your mind about something you know exactly. you're gonna be going back and forth exactly it's not a matter of you can work on it until it's perfect it's it's perfect when you stop at some point it has to be it has to go it has to change from i'm going to change this to i should have changed this because then it instead of becoming you know an action that you have to do right now you're stepping back and you're understanding the problem yeah. and what you did wrong and then mm-hmm. you can uh, take that for, take that with you going forward and make better decisions yeah the first step is is um doing what you have to do and the second step is being able to make choices like exactly. do i want to do this part this way or do i want to do this part this way and that's where that's good for a little bit but if you do that too long you start second guessing yourself and exactly. then you're just over editing and then you have to uh, you have to stop at certain points um i mean honestly stopping when you're kind of just like you have to be done with it. Not that it, the project necessarily is done, but you just have to be done with it. It's a lot like when you're working on the project and you have to take a step back mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, reframe yourself yeah. and see it from a different perspective. You know, you, sometimes you get a bit too close yeah, to yeah, your yeah. stuff and you have to see it from a different perspective to to kind of understand maybe, you know, where you're, what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, what you need to change, stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's honestly all you're doing at the end is you're just stepping back again. Yeah. I, and a good thing about stepping back, like a good way to help that is like 
when we write our scripts and then we send them to each other is like getting another opinion on it. Exactly. Because that's another way to look at it from a different angle. Like if you get too close, because I definitely had times where I'm like, I'm working on a story or something and I'm just overthinking it. I'm way too close to it. And I'm like, all right, all right. I send this to Siege, see what he thinks. See yeah. these reviews. And then I revise. I'm like, oh, okay. Some projects, uh, I do. I will admit, though, you you have to go in alone. Like you oh, can't. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. it's hard to get feedback. Yeah. Like because you know the vision. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. And you'd have to do so much back explaining and and. Sometimes, like I think David Lynch said this. He's he, he was like at like he was like getting interviewed and he said something like, "Sometimes it's better to not describe the film because if a film can be described, what's the point?" You know, there has to be some sort of uh, understanding that the viewer does themselves. Yeah. It can't all be written out and, and and done for them. Perfect example, Shutter Island. What an amazing so you movie. you watch Shutter Island. Holy oh, Spoiler crap. alerts. We're going to be talking about this for a little bit here. So uh, just everything about that film, uh, It it's like the whole... Like, oh, it was all a dream or it was all in his head sort of thing. That trope, but done beautifully. Yeah. Just perfectly. No cop-outs. No cop-outs. Not a movie I expected to be directed by Scorsese. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I was like, really I was like, like is, this was made by him? Yeah. What in the world? It's definitely a curveball it, yeah, for Scorsese. You know yeah, what I mean? Like the it doesn't be- feel like it was directed by yeah, him. Yeah. Like the beginning, it kind of like it establishes itself and you're kind of like, oh, you're kind of getting everybody's a, a little off second yeah. judgments from everyone kind of suspicious and then the middle half hits you and or not the middle half the middle third you know that that the second, second act, act yeah. it starts to get a bit more like crazy shit is happening and just the most it, crawling into the cave like mm. like just these weird things you're like how the f-? like how is he managing to do all these things things that don't connect and then that third act when everything like it's just mind boggling. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if and you if you have seen this film and but it's been a while, the basic premise is that this guy goes to this island and um he's supposed to he's there on a mission to find this lost inmate. Yeah. Because it's an insane asylum. Yep. Um but he's not really there for that. He's there to expose them because he thinks he's doing they're doing evil things at the island. Right. Um at the end, you find out that they let him play out this whole fantasy. He was actually one of the, the one of the prisoners. Yeah, one of the prisoners. One of the patients. One of the patients, and they, you we're know, we're trying to do like a full like mm-hmm. RP scenario to see if they could like coax him back into reality. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that line at the very end when he was sitting there and they thought he had relapsed back into it, where he's like, "We gotta get off this island, Chuck." Remember yeah. at the very end? Yeah. And then he's like. Uh, Mark Ruffalo looks over and he's like, no, it didn't work. He shakes his head. And then uh, Leo goes, but it really makes me wonder, is it better to live as a monster or to die as a good man? Yeah. I was like, (sighs) is he truly? I was like, like, oh my goodness. (laughs) This this movie just blew my mind. Like everything, everything. And I could see all of the inspiration that you got from it for writing uh, Shoreline. Yeah. Yes, I, I yeah, saw all of it yeah. on full display. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> crud. Just that whole, the second and the third act are just full of so much doubt. Like yeah. you don't know who's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, whose perspective am I actually seeing this from? Yeah. 
And then when, you know, they show the flashback of like him actually like walking up on his wife right after she, what a, just absolutely. You know what? That's my favorite Leo performance. Really? Out of every Leo movie. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Like, like first it was like Inception. Yeah. And Inception, he does amazing in Inception. Yeah. You almost and feel then bad I saw picking Wolf, one. Cause... And I was like, wow, he was yeah. great in Wolf. And then I saw Shutter Island, and I'm like, bro, yeah. it's it's no match. Like, you almost feel bad picking a favorite Leo movie. Because you see, then the you see one, a new one, yeah, and then you're like, like oh, oh, even better that? than last time. Yeah, I know. So one thing about Shutter Island that I... Okay, now this... Okay, first of all, what would you give it out of 100? <sighs> Jeez, what an amazing film. 88. 88. 88. That is a strong rating. St- yes. Strong. The, like, honestly, so much of it. I, th- I love how it doesn't explain anything. It does, it, it throws absolutely everything, like, at you as if the characters are experiencing. Mm-hmm. You don't truly know yeah what's real you're going through it with them there's no like third person you're not well, there's a word there's for that no, when like, the character when you know no, something like, but the character doesn't yeah that never happens there's no like bird eye view at the end you know there's not like oh this was all a dream or this yeah. was all in his head or oh they're actually fucking with him and yeah like they just didn't reveal it. Yeah. And that plays into it even more because mm-hmm. I'll never know You'll what never actually know. happened. One thing I would say that would put the movie over the top. And again, I almost feel bad critiquing this movie because it's a masterpiece. But I have it to. It is a masterpiece. But I, but I have to critique. Okay, you know, okay, okay. Is the first time I watched it, my whole mindset was either... I I was thinking I was totally like bought in I was like no they're messing with him like they're just trying to get in his head Mm -hmm. so that they can keep doing their experiments and stuff you know and then so when I found out at the end when they're like no they're explaining like this whole thing at the top of the lighthouse it was like no don't fall for it don't fall for it they're still messing with you and then he reverts back and then everything's like all nice at the end I was like wait so he was actually crazy I think what would have been the perfect ending is remember when he looks right at the camera and he goes, my name is Andrew Latis and I killed my wife. Mm-hmm. Stop it there. Because what if they were just messing with him the whole time and he's not crazy? Well, that's the thing. Cause even from the, like the, the very last scene makes it seem as if, yeah, he was a patient there and he was mentally insane because of the, you know, there is some doubt left that, uh, like maybe they they screwed with him so much and you know Mark Ruffalo's character was like in on it mm. that they just they put him in such a position that they planted ideas in his mind that he did these things just so they could like get a, like honestly I could still see you think that's still either, a possibility? I, I think either I think either scenario are entirely possible I think I don't think that the movie is left up uh, to like a like a specific solution, like yeah, I, you're I don't, probably right. Yeah, I don't think that it's meant to have like a like a like a written ending. You know, I don't think we're supposed to know. Yeah, because there's so many layers. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, just like you said when you were uh, describing like Shoreline, everything had a double meaning. Yeah, everything had a double meaning. Everything in, in yeah, the whole exactly. And so like, 
I just recently rewatched it for my second watch through and it's you your mind blown is blown the first watch through. Absolutely. The second time you watch it through is when you, you really get an appreciation. You see everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you you said you resaw Tenet a couple times, right? Yeah, te- exactly like Tenet. Yeah, you rewatch Tenet and they're literally spoil- spoiling what happens at the end of the film in the first like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. they they talk about it like a a a city just appearing out of nowhere from like a like a reverse like bomb that had been like inverted in the film just appearing like it shit that like hey that comes up later in the film what in the world like it's crazy yeah it's crazy and that's when you really get an appreciation for like all the detail that they had to think because it's such a balancing act. Like I really experienced this when I was writing Shoreland. I'm sure you experienced this when you were writing Timely because that's kind of similar. Yeah. Is where you're trying to walk this line. You want to make it intriguing, but you don't want to spoil it. You don't want to give it all away. Yeah, you don't want to give it away, yeah. but you also want them to be able to want it to be very obvious on a second run through. You know what I mean? Like you see absolutely everything that happens to the characters in Timely, but it's it's kind of like. <laughs> it's it what a lot where what a lot of people struggle with is like the timeline specifically mm. but i showed it all to them i'm like hey the f- part before the intro sequence is just what's at the end of the film but from a different perspective which then puts everything into like oh okay i understand it the only reason i put that specific perspective of the end like you literally watch the end of the film at the beginning of the film yeah, so you know how it ends, exactly. but you still don't. But you have to get to that point because you don't know, because you're only seeing the per, the that happen it from seems the perspective like the beginning. of... Yeah, it seems like the beginning because of the perspective that you're put in. But then we go back and we follow that person to see how every... Like, it's, <laughs> it's hard to explain, That's the man. beauty, it's though. A, like, I feel like, especially in the past couple months, like, I feel like the both of us have really been, like... You know, we've written enough stories, so now we're, we're, we're like, playing with timelines and yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like now we're having whole, fun like, with it. The whole, non-linear type the non-linear, thing. I'm we're... finally getting into that. Yeah. Like, I'm actually, like, I want to, like, mess a lot with, like, uh, like very, like, sub- subjective, subge- subjective, 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 but also suggestive, suggestive, like, type, like, you know, not everything is... Like not as it seems. Uh, for example, this isn't gonna spoil anything, but just as an immediate thought in my head, Hereditary. Mm. I have seen the film. I don't even know how many times. And I also read uh, the shooting script. The shooting script is longer and has more content than the finished theatrical release of the film. And in one of the scenes um, that was cut down. Like a character finds like a pamphlet that they got in their mail about something that happens later in the story. It's kind of like connected and they're kind of like disgusted by it. They're like, oh, gross. And instead of shooting that scene, all they did was have one shot of like the like the mailbox. Like they had like a mail slot in their door just from the inside of just a pamphlet getting pushed in with the other mail and then just sitting there. And that's it. It was supposed to be an entire scene. Mm hmm. But instead, they just just one little tiny detail that just comes and goes and and it sits there in your head and you're like, that had to have meant something. And if you pay attention to it, it does. That's crazy. (laughs) It's like just those small things, you know, and I felt I felt like that 
was extremely present in like Shutter Island because they kept showing like mm. like these details that were like I have a feeling that that's important. Yeah, like when he's hugging, like when he's in his dreams and there's like water in his hands. Yeah, that like first uh, when they were like trying to interview that like first uh, mentally ill patient, mm. and she like started going on like this whole thing, and then he like yeah he hugged her, and yeah. it was like when she sips her water, but it's empty. Like when I, he's puking uh, at the beginning, his fear of water. Because yeah, of like the, there's so many things that are like intertwined and yeah. you don't realize it until but they all have to connect exactly. you know which it's, is it's crazy honestly that's the fun part about like story writing like there it's fun at the beginning when you get a concept for an idea like when i first got the concept for nostra i was like oh i want to do this and then the hard part is like okay we actually have to plan this out attaching the yeah. strings attaching the strings and then so i gave this rough draft to you i remember mm-hmm. and you're like ah, it's good but i just feel like you could do better. What did I say about the first you draft? You said... I don't remember the, much about your the first dad, draft. Uh, in the original, like, my character is, like, talking to your dad, and it was very kind of one one note. And then you're like, no, this... And so it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to change it up. And then it just clicked. And Like, you just under... You knew where you had to go. Yeah, I knew it. where I had to go, and then I just flipped things around. That's the... the so Middle part's fun, middle part's struggle. It's figuring it out. It's figuring That's the it out. Hard That's part. the hard part. But then yeah. once you figure it out, and then you just go. It's gl- like it's gliding. It's yeah. gliding. And a lot of that stuff happens in the story where you're like, I can't figure out this specific element or, or even a line of dialogue. Or then it becomes like, I don't know what to do for this scene or how does this scene get to this scene. Mm-hmm. I've discovered the things that I find like the most interesting with like like dramas and thrillers like a show like breaking bad 90 percent of it is just people talking in rooms arguing getting Mm -hmm. along whatever and like the other 10 percent is like the action yeah and politics the drama the talking in rooms the politics of like the film bring it so much like so much it brings more meaning to the action yeah Cause, yeah, because because it kind of you got to establish, you know, the characters likes and their wants mm-hmm. and and you don't want action to be forced just for the sake of action. Exactly. There has to be explanation behind it, which is how should we talk about that? Like how to make something intriguing when there's not a lot of action, like Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, because that's a movie that honestly has very little action. Yeah. And a lot of it is just people talking yeah. in a room most of uh, tarantino's movies are actually like just that. people talking just in people rooms. talking <laughs> yeah, yeah and like i mean literally the entirety of uh once upon a time in hollywood yeah except for like the last 10 minutes is mm-hmm. just people doing shit that hateful eight hate yeah, exactly yeah like there's so many uh, i mean quite literally 12 angry men a classic film of just like a black and white film of just like a like a, a jury just arguing in a room that's the entire movie mm-hmm. it's just 12 guys in a room arguing it sounds boring as fuck one of the best movies i've ever watched when it's written well and you can establish you know each person's own political beliefs morals and then you oh man meshing characters man yeah that's how you make a story it's all about characters. It's all about the it characters. Really is yeah. about well, um, you were going to do that. Remember that you had that idea for um, when we were going to do a short about these three guys that wanted to rob a bank. Yeah. And they're just arguing about it. That's yeah. li- and it's not even them are like robbing the bank. It was just going to be them arguing about it. Yeah. 
and we did like a like a small acting exercise once, kind of like improving it. I still kind of want to try to write something. Like it was a that. good exercise. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, it'd just be just people arguing in rooms. That I mean, that's ninety nine percent of anyone's life. Well, I just rewatched. Uh, I might have said this last podcast, but I recently rewatched Crawl Space episode of Breaking Bad. So did I. Because it's that good. <laughs> I literally rewatched it like maybe the other day. It's that good. <laughs> it's that good. Yeah. But because like when I remember my very first time seeing it, like literally my heart was like pounding at that final scene. I was like, and there's really, I mean, Walt runs into his house and he goes under his thing, can't find the money. Who, you know, if you yeah. see that out of context, you're like, oh, big deal. He starts yeah, you're laughing. Like, what, you're like, really, what? What's the, I don't know. But with the context, like how they set up, like how you actually, everything, the tension, you know what I mean? Like I've kind of realized every, you have to uh, treat like, every story like a cone. Like you start wide and you want to end at the single point. Mm-hmm. And, and it's oftentimes even like the acts, act one, it has to, you have to get from one point to a very specific one and then that can advance and even scenes you have to you have to have an end point and that's why usually i don't know where i'm going with the what cone, i was saying the, the, the tens- cone the you know, it's, it's all it's the tension really it's it's How finding the singular i found um kind of like lightly what's the word F- like foreshadowing a lot works really well if, if you can do that mm-hmm. some projects it's hard to do that um getting people just to argue in rooms though and having actors act off each other and if they can create a genuine enough performance that makes it seem like they actually don't like each other then that can create yeah. beautiful tension another thing i heard is like they're talking about the difference between a horror and a thriller and a horror is like what you see is terrifying. It's supposed you know? to be like, scary. It's supposed to be unnerving. Yeah, it's like oh, but then a thriller a is thriller, what you don't see. It's like it's like it keeps you on the top of your your yeah. your seat. You you don't know what's gonna happen next. Yeah, because I mean, you think of like the old classic movies, um, iconic. Not taking anything away from them, but their terror comes from like oh, this big scary monster that mm-hmm. we see. It's a, mm-hmm. but the modern day, what they've really started going towards is like. You don't see it, and then it just builds this, like, when are we going to see, you know what And I mean? that's the thing, too, is, like, the merging of genres. Yeah. Horror and thriller have have merged mm-hmm. a lot, you know? There's a lot of movies that kind of sit narrowly in both of those genres. Uh, just like drama comedies, you know? Those are mm-hmm. hard to make, but they're good. Yeah. When they make them, they're good. Stranger Than Fiction. Have you ever seen it? No. It's on Netflix. I just watched it today. It's a it's a dramedy. And honestly, it's hard to pull off because I don't think I'd be able to pull off a drama comedy. It's just tough. That's those are two things that seem like so such contrasting in genre. Wolf of Wall Street. But it but Wolf of Wall Street. Then again, they had 3 hours to do it. Well, you know. <laughs> so I mean, you have the freedom of like like you know, when you're you making can, a short film, it's going to be hard to make a when drama yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have the freedom. Like, oh, let's take a couple scenes for a funny thing, you know, and then and then slowly shift into the drama stuff, and then get back to the funny. Exactly. Versus with like a short film, you're like, huh, I have 20 minutes. Um, it, everything has to count. Like four, like a fourth of it's going to be funny. A fourth of it's going to be dramatic. A fourth of it's going to be the credits. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, you, it's it's rough. It's rough. 
It's the beauty of filmmaking. Though. Beauty of filmmaking. You know what I mean? There's so many different aspects. We could talk about it. Honestly, I could talk about it until I die. Yeah. Just, just how there's literally, I feel like there's endless things to talk about just within the filmmaking. Oh, yeah. Like well, industry see, or whatever. See, I think like even a couple of years ago, like we were really focused on. We were focused on story back then. Yeah. Like, like, and we're obviously more because, but, and I'm saying that mainly because, you know, we've upgraded in equipment and, mm-hmm. and we're making those professional, but like the only way we were getting attention back then is because we were making funny, entertaining stuff. Mm-hmm. The quality of it was trash. Oh, garbage. But it, but what we were doing, us acting, whatever, making shit up, writing, that's why Slick Trigger fuck did there so well <laughs> you know that's that's why gorilla has done so well you know and like nostria you know we've established that we're good at writing we're good at acting the quality of the content the is slowly improving yes that's the thing that we've been actively which is what makes know, it fun because then you can actually feel like Obviously, when I was younger, I I felt like proud to show, and I still feel proud to show our stuff. But now I like like showing the newer stuff. Like if I were to show somebody Timely so or Nostria, stress behind it almost. But like it's it's you, you, it you, feels more important. Yes. Now, yeah, it feels more like we a put thing. So much effort into this yeah. stuff, and you feel more like. Oh hey, we just dropped a new BNN. Go watch it on YouTube. <laughs> now it's like, no, we're gonna drop a trailer. We're gonna do cover art. You know, yeah, like we're, yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing. Now. We're we're gonna drop like a a, a little tiny uh, EP. I, I wanna. I'm gonna talk to the the composer. See if there's four technically total tracks for the timely soundtrack. Um, the beginning, um, like right after. There's a. There's like two songs i think like in the second and third act and then there's a a credit song and i want to take all those split it into into the four songs and then like put it on spotify as like the yeah. timely soundtrack that'd be cool don't you think that'd be really cool actually yeah. speaking of soundtracks i was just um listening to the spider-man into the spider-verse soundtrack. Cla- that's the classic you know classic. the best song the the prowler like theme like the prowler yeah. track oh yeah yeah Fucking insane! It's, so see, literally, it is a great movie. I could go on, like you could go on and on about how many films have just beautiful oh. soundtracks. Um, Risky Business. Have you ever seen? I it? actually have seen that. Really? It's a good movie. The soundtrack is weird, incredible. Weird movie. Weird movie. Good movie though. But like the soundtrack is so good. Yeah. Like absolutely. Um. Uh, no matter how you feel about the Safdie Brothers films, uh, Good Time, Uncut Gems, wonderful. Oh, I was thinking g- that myself. Amazing the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so good. So good. Like, And they just hit this like droney, synthy, airy yeah. sort of. But they do and it. And it just works. It, it works Which doesn't so make well. sense because it takes place in 2010, mm-hmm. which you don't you think of like dubstep and, you know, Minecraft. <laughs> but they just hit, I, I don't know, the, the aesthetic of that film. It's, it's so it's good. Something, it's something. It's weird, especially you know? the fact that they have the weekend in it. Mm-hmm. Like it just fits. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? the like, weekend yeah. too. Like that's a bit on the nose, don't you think? Yeah. With how the soundtrack sounds. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I love it. Do you, Do you like that movie or not? I know we've talked about this before. I have such complicated feelings about Uncut Gems. Uh-huh. I like it and I don't like it. Like it just feels. 
how do you explain it? Like, obviously it was made perfectly well. And honestly, I, I think it's Adam Sandler's best performance period. Um, I don't, I'm not really a big fan of like his comedy stuff, but every time he's picked a dramatic role, he's done amazing. And I think uncut gems was his best. I think the writing was good. It, it did, it did absolutely everything that it was trying to perfectly. It was pure chaos the entire film. And it did that, and they pulled that off extremely well. It didn't look sloppy at all. It me- Everything felt like... I mean, there are scenes where two, three people are talking over each other, mm-hmm. and you're just trying to understand what's going on. You're trying on, to keep up. But it's still... But you still kind of do. Like, it's... it's. But at the same time, I approach it from like a... It's, it's a bit too messy. It, the stru- the yeah. structure of the story feels a bit mm. wonky at parts. I'll tell you what, I give it a, I g- it's a good film. I give it a probably a solid like, uh, like early seventies on the scale from early, like, like zero to one hundred. Early seventies, um, not a film I, I I've I've watched it like twice. Not a film I'm gonna watch a shit ton. But I'll tell you what, their other film, Good Time, that movie is like the better uncut gems. Really, Robert Pattinson, everything. Um, it ha- feels like it has like a, a really good, easy to follow structure. And I feel like uncut gems kind of has like, the, it has like this arc where kind of like a lot of shit happens in the middle and then it kind of like goes down and then it just gets crazy at the end. Um, with good time, it is constantly like it feels like it's actually always getting worse Mm. like they're just always facing just the worst shit and then it fucking peaks right at the end is it on netflix it is actually i think it is on i have to watch that dude i love that movie robert pattinson's great and everything he's in that movie's fucking crazy yeah yeah i I get what you're saying about uncut gems ed's seen it ed's seen it Ed, ed agrees with me good time is better than uncut gems so the first time I watched Uncut Gems, I know I've said this before, I liked it. I thought it was like, oh, this is really good. It's Same. actually, the, my first watch through, I was like, it's actually what got me into the it, weekend. It was my second watch through that made me didn't made, made me not like it. Really? Yeah. My second watch through, I liked it even better because my first time watching it, I feel like you do now. I was like, it feels kind of one noted. Yeah. It's messy. You're like, oh, okay, like I get that it's chaotic, but it's a bit much. On my second walk through, when I had more of a, a con- uh understanding of it i was like just in for the ride and i was just like yeah. kind of riding the wave of it yeah. you know but you know i don't know have you ever seen hacksaw ridge no that's what i need to get to i have it on blu-ray i'll let you borrow it okay. it is my favorite war movie Hacksaw ridge what are your thoughts on war movies war movies i love war movies it's hard to uh i think it's easy to make a a, a, a bad insensitive war film yeah like there are there are probably just countless for example i watched kong skull island today now i know that this is a movie about a giant ape and i know it's not exactly supposed to be particularly realistic (laughs) but when you have uh like soldiers or you know people in uniform in film you kind of want them to be portrayed correctly you know you want to show the 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 damage that they've been through and the respect that's due yeah there's a lot of aspects about it that need to be right and when you you watch a movie like that now obviously they're not in war they're fighting a monkey okay but it just feels like some of those characters just didn't seem real and yeah and 
if you want to make a good war film, the characters have to seem believable. They, you yeah. know, you have to actually feel like you're there with them. Full Metal Jacket, wonderful war film. Well, well, it's a horrible war film because it's horrifying, but it's a great film, and it's perfectly displays why war is bad. But let me tell you, man. They write good. Stephen Kubrick, man. He writes good characters. I'm going to watch it. You got to watch it. I'll watch it this week, ha- and you watch Hacksaw I'll watch Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge yeah. Do you want to borrow it, or do you want to find it? Um, I'll, I'll find it. All I'll right. find it, yeah. Or like like uh, Dunkirk. Have you seen Dunkirk? Love that. I saw it in, I saw it in theater opening day Did in you, California. Really? Yeah. Did yeah. we talk about how Christopher Nolan builds his story as I feel like terms, we talk about Christopher Nolan we do talk about him all the time but um how he does it especially it's really showcased in Dunkirk and and the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. how he has multiple storylines and they all rise and at different moments it's like uh he gives the the um, the analogy of like a screw, how it looks like, or like a barbershop pole, how it looks like it's always going up the spirals, mm-hmm. even though they're just going in circles. But this, his, so that's what he does with his movies. He's got these storylines that are always, when one's going up, one's just starting, one's just hitting a middle, one's hitting the client. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. He, he is the master of cross cutting. Yes. Like the dude just, yes. he understands it. He builds tension. Mm-hmm. Beautifully between scenes and multiple storylines. I don't know how he does it. He just knows the pacing, the rhythm of the movie. You know. I mean, he's done it so many times. I'm yeah. sure it's. I'm sure it's probably cake for him. And he doesn't put out anything that's bad. He, literally, I've literally, never seen a bad Nolan. Like people, like they get uh, a little bit too obsessive over stuff, or they like overanalyze. Yeah. But if you just, if you just look at everything from a standpoint of is it good or not? Everything he's made has been good. Awesome. Has been of high quality. Yeah. Fucking beautiful films. Films that should be remembered till the end of time. Specifically, The Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, Tenet. Uh, fuck, I'm missing some. I know uh, it. Uh, Memento. Memento. Oh, Memento. Oh, my goodness. There's just, just ev- honestly, every film he's made, why don't you just put it in the archives? I mean, come on. Like, it's it deserves to be there. And he, he won't do it unless it's going to be baller. You know what I mean? Every, every film he's made has been exceptional. Yeah. So, okay, let's talk about this. Like, the difference between, like, because I know Tarantino will venture out and he'll do something that's, you know, not the best because, like, he works with a lot of other people. Sure. If you were, like, a big-time director, would you be, like, Nolan or Tarantino in terms of you're only going to make something if it's going to be perfect and awesome and so you're going to put all your effort into it or you're going to be like Tarantino where you're like, yeah, we'll just do it. Let's just do a bunch of stuff. Okay, so I, I feel like I'd sit somewhere in the in the middle between the two like if it if it's my story i'm going to be like on top of that you know i'm gonna make sure it's perfect but if i i'm i'm completely open to working with other people and i i I want to work with other people i wouldn't let that stop me from working with other people in fact i would probably not work on i would probably I don't know, I don't know how exactly I'd say this. I'd like to work with other people more than I work on my stuff cuz I feel like that I would I would gain knowledge and experience from, you know, working with other people. 
Um, and I honestly just like, sometimes you need to not make something super meaningful or so, something super, you know, deep and, and full of metaphors. Not everything has to be like, you know, understood on this like fourth dimensional yeah. level, you know, sometimes like, you just sometimes, make them for fun. Exactly. I, that's where I feel like, like there are some stories that I want to tell that I take extremely serious and I don't want someone to to you know mess up that right but there are a lot of projects that even though i might not necessarily like want to be entirely involved i will absolutely love to help out yeah like almost every single time me and you have worked together there's probably got to be some project that I've made that you were kind of like, I don't want I fucking got to be on set with fucking Cole. And you know, but like it sometimes, goes both ways. Gorilla. How gorilla. many times are you like, Oh, like, <laughs> we're, Oh, what's that Jack? What's that? Oh, you're talking to the group chat and you want to, you want to shoot another gorilla. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. Third, third time. Re- okay. All right. Uh, what reboot is this? Uh, what this reboot is, is this? Huh? This is almost like the slick trigger priors <laughs> at this point. <laughs> but like but like like what i mean you know some projects no, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you and even some of my projects i I got on set and i was like oh fuck i want to be here man <laughs> this is like like I, sometimes i just get like super stressed before yeah, a shoot or yeah. like the anxiety you ever feel like that like you feel like oh, what's the point i shouldn't have i shouldn't have chose today to be the shooting day i feel like crap today oh it's not gonna go yeah. well and then you get on mm. set and you actually get into it Sometimes it takes a, a little bit for me to get in the rhythm. Like when we were uh, shooting Timely, the second day we were shooting Timely, mm-hmm. the, the final day shooting Timely, um, it took a, a good half hour to an hour for us to get into like a really deep rhythm. And then once we finally got into that, we slid through that right into the ending. Yeah. And the reshoots were like that too. We were in and out. It was like boom, shakalaka. Yep. Exactly. You don't, you yeah. make me yawn. don't make me yawn. <laughs> uh it's still i don't know but the hardest part about it is that i, I don't know I how many like, times i feel we, like i, I get to a certain point no, and i just start speaking gibberish no, i don't know how many times we have to say this but if it was a job <laughs> like that so much stress yeah. should be taken away because you're like you know you're getting paid at the end of the day yeah. and you're just you're out here doing it for fun like this is your job you know yeah as opposed to now it's like Dude, if we don't get this done, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? No, but here's the thing. When it is finally our job, it's not going to feel like a job. Oh, no. Because it's just going to be like we make. It sucks right now because like we aren't really getting anything back from it right Mm -hmm. now. There's no return. Right. But versus hopefully the point we can get to, you know, we can afford to go to these extravagant locations and shoot these things and still have money at the end of the day and then you know, get to work with really cool people and then finish projects and and get to show them to crowds of people that would feel the most rewarding. Yeah. And it's hard to do it. Like, honestly, I, like I said, weeks ago, like if just say the word, say the word, I'll drop everything and we can just start a production company. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for the The word is budget. Okay. (laughs) 
How many times have we said that? Have you been trying to tell me for a while? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were literally just said that. Budget. 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 Got a budget. If we had a Were budget. you trying to tell me something? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's brutal siege. Like the day honest obviously it's going to be hard to 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 build uh a business like that in South Dakota. But it's hard to do I don't do know. I think here. we could run the market here. I think we could. Honestly, you know? yeah. Like we could we would run take, the market. We would take over. Like, honestly, why not? At the end of the day, who says that everything has to be done in California and Georgia? Exactly. Who said that? Why That's, is that a rule? That's honestly, not a thing. the only reason people go there is because of taxes. 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 Fucking taxes. Guess what? There's no, in, they rule in, our there's life. no income tax here. Exactly. Why not do it here? Exactly. We, we would get to pay our employees more because of that yeah. if we had a business, which would be more beneficial yeah. for and the business what? and guess what? Sioux Falls is like one of the top three growing s- cities in America. Except like here's the, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Um, wh- what market would we be running? Would we be running the commercial market or the filming market or, or, or like the, like the narrative? Cause you know, there's all, all the people making TV shows and stuff. That's where they are. Siege. There are people making commercials out like all throughout the country. Siege, you once asked me, am I in the <laughs> commercial business or the entertainment business? I'm in neither. I'm, I'm in, in the, the empire, empire business. business. <laughs> no, I'd say the entertainment business because that is all in three places, mm-hmm. really two places, LA or New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who says right in the middle of the country right here, we can't have something i think i think i think all it comes down i'm down for doing the dirty work here yeah i obviously you know if there's gonna be like film premieres it's gonna be in california or in, you know somewhere for a else. little bit until yeah. we can establish right like jimmy fallon when he took over the late night show he brought it from california to new york what if we just bring everything here do you think we could pull that off? No. Yes, we can. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, we can. No. Yes. Yes. Uh, sure. <laughs> Next question. Next, Next question. question. I, I, it's, it's, it's a dream. I don't want to make commercials for people. No. But I would rather make commercials for people than go to a job that I don't like. Yeah. You know? Because then, then I'm still filming. Yeah, but Siege, we... we you're still filming, but you use that as a stepping stone to get to where you and want. And that's it what to I be. mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Everything at this point, up to everything now, is a step until it, we get to where we want to be. And it still will be, yeah. So you just got you gotta keep your eye on the prize. That's right, eye on the prize. You gotta do what you gotta do to get the job done. That's right. It's uh, it's you gotta find. You gotta be uh, detail oriented, but also big picture at the same time. Mm-hmm. You gotta be big picture because you gotta know what you're fighting for. You gotta know that there's hope behind it. You gotta know, okay, this is the goal. Let's go for the goal. But you gotta be detail oriented in the way that you gotta focus on each individual step to yeah, get to strategically that point. getting there, as opposed to just trying to you know exactly just go yeah. you know what i mean yeah it's, it's and it's there's a, there's got to be balance balance there. life is all about balance exactly literally everything comes down to balance and that's i mean i don't even know how many times we've said it on the podcast before but that's why we work together so exactly. well exactly your big picture i'm more detail oriented exactly and that's how that's how the like an oreo cookie you cannot have the cream without the cookie Exactly. And you cannot have the cookie without the cream. Exactly. You know? You can't have the camera body without the lens. Exactly. 
Or the battery. You can't have the Premiere without the Pro. Exactly. You know? Can't have the Adobe without the the Creative Cloud. <laughs> uh, Everyone knows that. Yeah. It's an old Chinese saying. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think Confucius once yeah, said that. Confucius, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know uh edifice you know you really dove deep into how adobe uh uh no i'm gonna stop i think it was socrates that once the joke isn't funny there's no final without the draft (laughs) 11 11 11 you know we have been incredibly profound these past couple episodes siege I, I feel like we're just getting wise. I can't wait for age. next week when we chat with Ron. It's going to get even more profound. Oh. Talk about the meaning of life, maybe. Life. We're, I mean, we're going to get to the essence of reality. The essence. And, and, and what is essence <laughs> in the word? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next week we are going to have Ron Ann on as a guest, and then Ron will be staying as the guest host indefinitely. While, indefinitely. No. no. <laughs> while Jack leaves f- just for a few weeks to go do this, which, by the way, he's going to tell us all about when he yes. comes back. And maybe a couple times over FaceTime. We'll see. Yes. We'll see. Things th- that has yet to happen. So Yes. It's in the future. We it live for today. That's right. We live for now. We live for now, now. in the moment. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you want to find me, go to cjavisuals.com. You can find Instagram, Twitter, Apparel, uh, this podcast, all the films that we've made, you can find Timely on there. Um, what about you? Uh, you can find us at the Cheese Puffs Adventure Vlogs. And Late Night Boomin' on Instagram and YouTube. Are you ever going to upload ever again? <laughs> the world may never know. <laughs> it's been so long. It's been so long. I was thinking about, I was thinking the other day about whether or not I should just like take one of these days that I have off since I'm unemployed now and just make a YouTube video and see what happens. Yeah, just throw it out there. Oh my goodness. Did we not talk about my TikTok? Bro, oh. did you not hear about this? Did you I, sent did... me that it had... Tell him. Tell him. So Siege. right now it has over, I think it's almost at nine hundred thousand views. That is insane. And it has over one hundred and fifty thousand likes, and it's literally just a, a a TikTok of a monkey going from small monkey to big monkey. <laughs> like that's a like it's literally just it's like literally a filter. Just like grabbing and, yeah, the monkey. It's just it's slowly growing, and it's the guy like dramatic music. But it's not that funny. But it's fucking TikTok, so it's random. So you never know. <sighs> I gained like two thousand followers from that's it insane. on TikTok. So catch me on TikTok, Cole James Hand. <laughs> um, kind of a superstar yeah, now. Yeah, kind of a superstar, kind of a big deal. Yeah, I showed up to Siege's apartment today. There's a butler outside. He's like, would you like to see Mr. Anderson today? Oh, yeah, huh? I, ma- I make money with a TikTok now, Jack. Didn't know if you heard. Yeah, yeah another source yeah. of revenue. You know how it is. <laughs> Welcome to my five-story penthouse. I took the gilded elevator to the top. Mm, yes, so. that's right. You want to go to my 12-car garage? I have three <laughs> Lambos and a Ferrari for you if you want. Oh, yes. Thank yeah. you, sir. <laughs> Mr. Anderson is unavailable for calls at the time. You get, I get one sort of viral, stupid TikTok from a monkey, <laughs> and and I'm rich. I'm I rich. wish that's how it works. That's freaking awesome, though. Because yeah. cool. think of all those people that you can now reach. Well, now that I have two thousand followers, I was gonna make a TikTok showing like a funny scene from like Gorilla or something. You and have see if to. it like gets like a reaction. You should be like, uh, guys, I just found this crazy video on YouTube. <laughs> and I'm gonna be like in the video. <laughs> I just stumbled across it. You gotta you gotta watch it. I just stumbled across it. It's crazy. 
All right. All right. All right, guys. We will see you in the next episode of the next podcast with Ron next week. Peace. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate five stars on your podcast streaming platform of choice. See you next week.